Hi everyone, it's Roger James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about lots of Star Wars stuff. With Star Wars celebration taking place this weekend, we're going to be talking about all the new announcements. We're going to be talking about Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi sharing our thoughts. We'll also be talking about some of the other news from the past week. So yeah, tons of stuff has happened this week. Um, yeah, we're going to be ju- we'll be jumping into all of that. If you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe here on YouTube. You can also subscribe on audio platforms as well, where you'll find us. So if you want to listen to us on in the car, in the train, on the plane, whatever you're doing, um, you can do that. And remember as well, you can go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Bookmark, favorite, follow us on social media to keep up with everything. And let's jump into it. So last week we um, we pre-recorded because um, I was on, on in Norway and had a lovely cruise. Unfortunately, I have caught a little bug. So if I sound a little bit um, funny today, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it. So the, obviously, let's start with all the Star Wars stuff because we've been having loads of news um, over the last like forty-eight hours. Uh, first off, Obi Wan Kenobi is now out on Disney Plus. We've got the first two episodes. We've it arrived a little bit earlier than they initially. Um, they put it on a little bit earlier on. They've ended up having a little bit, a little bit of a warning at, on the beginning for the Americans um, because of kind of the opening scene being a little bit um, um, caught a few people off guard with the current situation that's happened this week in the US. So they put a little notice on that one, only in the US. Um, also, we've got some avatars as well in Disney+. Plus. You can now select Obi-Wan Kenobi as your avatar. If you like Fortnite, you can find him in there. Um, but yeah, there's loads of stuff with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and obviously we'll be talking about that one a little bit later once we've kind of gone through all of the news. So that was the, the big main one. We've also got Andor, which is going to be coming to Disney Plus with two episodes on the 31st of August, 12 episodes in the season. So that will pretty much get us right through to the end of October. Also been confirmed, second season is going to be filming. This, well, I think it started now. It's getting ready to film. And the second season is also going to be 12 episodes. And that will lead straight into the events of Rogue One. So it's basically um, a whole load of prequels building up to that. So it's good that we've had confirmation because we've been hearing rumblings of, you know, being a five-season show or three-season show. Now we know it's two seasons, 24 episodes, um, which is great. I mean, we know now that we've got that one. We also know now that Willow will be dropping onto Disney Plus on November the 30th. I don't think we know how many episodes are in that one yet. Um, the trailer, I mean, the trailer for Andor looked amazing, but the trailer for Willow looked pretty good as well. Um, so that will then be running right through then December into January. Um, again, don't know how many episodes, whether or not that gets into February. They've also confirmed that Mandalorian season three will be dropping in February, 2023. And they've also confirmed Ahsoka's coming in 2023 as well, along with a brand new series, Skeleton Crew. And this one is being created by John Watts, who was um, the director of the uh, Spider-Man films. He was going to do the Fantastic Four film, but he kind of stepped away from that one to do this one. And this one is set um, in the New Republic era, which is around the time of The Mandalorian. It's about a group of kids that get lost in a galaxy far, far away um, when they're trying to find their way home. And Jude Law stars in that one. So that one um, is looking good. They've also announced as a Lego holiday special coming in on thing on august the beginning of august um and it's set after the events of rise of skywalker they've also confirmed there is a new animated disney junior series set in the high republic era with young jedi adventures that's coming next year as well and i suspect we'll find out some more hopefully by the time the cyber goes out or by tomorrow we'll find out about um bad back season two but what caught your eye from all of this event uh actually the last one you mentioned the the High Republic show, 
that should be coming to Disney Plus uh, yeah. and Disney Junior, mostly because we we've heard rumors and vague confirmations of a High Republic show coming for a while, but now we actually know one is coming and uh, they are going to stand behind the High Republic line, which honestly, from my perspective, has been a bit of a mess so far. But uh, I think it's been well received overall. So. I'm, I'm glad yeah. they're sticking with that one. I know they've announced loads of books and stuff and comic books and stuff at Star Wars Celebration this weekend. Um, it's a bit for me like until it makes a jump into TV, I'm probably you know I'm probably not going to bother too much. To me, it's almost like the books and the comics books are setting up um, like the what's going to work, what isn't going to work, what people are liking, what they aren't, and kind of going from there. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting to see how it's going to work. I think Andor for me, is the one I'm really like, excited for. Seems to be a trend with Disney, and it's a little bit of a cheeky one, I think. Drop the TV series on the last day of the month in order to make it look like it's coming earlier than it actually is. It just seems a little bit like, yeah. it's coming in August. Well, the last day in August. I mean, we're literally like 12 hours away from, you know, September, basically. It's And they're doing it with Willow. They, they, they did it with uh, Moon Knight. They've been doing, they did it with the Book of Boba Fett. It's like a, it's coming earlier than you think. But not really. We just like it's just yeah, a bit of an odd one that one. Well, I think the none of them still beat. What is it? Mandalorian season two dropping on the last week of the year, so they yeah. could say yeah, it came in twenty twenty two. It's like yeah, one episode came in twenty twenty two. I'm not really sure why they do that. It's an interesting, interesting observation, and, and like the closest I would think of is uh, here in the states. You know, you go to the grocery store and and you look. Oh, it's only four. 99 yeah uh, it's, it's not five dollars it's four dollars and 99 cents like well yeah and then you add tax and all that stuff so it's no longer yeah. the case but they have shown like uh psychologically that the 499 price tag is more enticing than the five even though it's literally just a penny i don't know as well as like it almost like it focuses their mind of like right august we are promoting this show that's what the point of it is coming this month and we're going to do all the promotion um, and that's how it's going to work. Um, but yes, it's very interesting to see how all of this is going to come together. And yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be fun to see it all coming in. Of course, we're also going to be getting Andor alongside She-Hulk, because that was confirmed to be coming on August the 17th. We spoke about it um, two weeks ago, because the date kind of had been leaked onto Disney's uh, website. They've confirmed it. We've got the trailer for She-Hulk as well. Um... What did you think of that trailer? Overall, I liked the trailer. I'm looking forward to the show quite a bit. Uh, the main complaint would be the one that you've probably seen quite a bit of, which is that She-Hulk herself looks very uncanny valley, very weird. Uh, the CGI they have for her is mm. awkward. Yeah, there was um, a lot of talk over the last few days, and it was a little bit odd because uh, um, the trailer was put onto Disney Plus, and everyone's going, "They've changed the CGI." No, it's just in 4K, and and the YouTube version is in is not in you, and so therefore it looks so much better on Disney Plus than it does on YouTube. And everyone was going, "They've upgraded it." No, it's just like the difference in 4K. You know, you can look at some of the news videos of the difference of me in 4K and not in in 720. You know, I'd stay in the 720 myself, but it's um. I'm going to be honest, I watched that She-Hulk trailer and I thought um, the effects, I thought they looked terrible. This It looked like a video game. I really wasn't feeling this. I'm. This has gone the exact opposite for me. I was really excited about the series. This trailer just was like, it just, I don't like it. I don't like the look of it. It looks, it looks weird. 
Um, I don't know. I'm going to really have to be sold on this one. I think this one might take like an episode or two to actually get used to the character because I just really didn't feel it from the from the cart from the anime. So yeah, it's just it's just it's just so weird about it. So I don't know anything about the 4K 720 whatever. I that that's the first time hearing about that at all. But to be honest, I from what I remember watching, I saw it on YouTube. I did not see it on Disney Plus. Um, the problems I had with it were not resolution based. Mm -hmm. the, there's something odd going on with her face, the way they're doing the motion capture. There's something weird in the way that she's moving. Uh, you know that it's not quite there. It's almost like we're looking at like. 2000 2005 era movie cgi which i mean still you know impressive to be like that but it if you remember the cgi from back then of course it, it's always just a little bit off it's always not um actually it reminded me a lot of avatar to be honest yeah. uh the the first one with the blue aliens not uh the last airbender that her character reminded me a lot of zoe saldana's character from avatar in appearance and the way she moved and being just slightly not right it made it worked a little better in avatar one it was a movie and two you know the character's proportions are weird they're on purpose and it's supposed to be a fantasy so you can kind of get get away with uh things not being quite right but other than being green and large she hulk is otherwise human and yeah it, yeah there's something very off it did not turn me off the series I'll just have to kind of get used to it, as you said. But honestly, the strength of the series is more in Jennifer than in She-Hulk anyway. Yeah, it's going to be... I, I'm, I just said, I'm... It's just, something just didn't look right, and it kind of caught me off guard with it, um, which is a shame, because I, I, I am looking forward to it. I've always been a fan of She-Hulk ever since, you know, like the cartoons and stuff. I think the trouble is about... You know, grew up watching the Incredible Hulk with Luferino, so um, that's always kind of. And I think the Hulk movies have been really good, but I think seeing Hulk smash stuff up, it's. And also, they generally always kept it quite small, short, didn't they? So therefore, yeah, when he turned up, I think they kind of they spent a bit more time on it. Well, obviously, it was a movie. Whereas seeing her like at a dinner date and just picking up a guy on a date to you know have a way with him, and he just like. Uh, okay, this is a lot slower, and you're not quite. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to be sold on it. I'm, but I'll watch. I'll watch it all anyway. But I'm willing to give the trailer. Plus, they've got like two to three months of work on it to, um, kind of get it good. I think the trouble is generally like in a Hulk movie, it's probably only about ten minutes actually as Hulk. The rest of it is, um, sort of. Bruce Banner and everybody. Bruce Banner, else, and yeah. I don't know if they're doing that with the. It's almost like thinking sometimes less is more. Sometimes less is more. The comics kind of go back and forth because since Jennifer doesn't have the rage out mode, uh, well, yeah. she did for a while, but yeah. traditionally she Hulk is actually just a human who is also very strong and green. Um, so in the comics, they often just have her wandering around as she Hulk rather than yeah. as, as Jennifer. But um, yeah, for, for a show like this, I expect it will be a lot more of human form rather than She-Hulk form, simply for budget reasons. Mm. Um, though you mentioned uh, the whole dating thing. I I actually enjoyed that scene quite a bit uh, because, you know, he looks so happy, though. Yeah. You know, he just she just picks him up and he's like, all right, carry me <laughs> off. And it's like, all right, the, that was really kind of cute, to be honest. Yeah, no, that, I, I, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. It's definitely going to be fun to watch what goes on with this one here.
Um, but yeah, so it's definitely going to, I think, be a, a fun one. Interesting enough, we've got a little bit of a situation again with... This one's going to be nine episodes. Now, I don't think it's going to be dropping two at once. I think they're going to be carrying on with the weekly thing, which means it's going to be overlapping with Andor a little bit. Well, not a little bit. It's literally going to be um, most of most of the run. Um, also, we're having the same thing that's going to happen with Miss Marvel for a little bit. And some people are like, well, you know, is this because they're both female-led um, shows and therefore they're kind of, you know, they don't have the faith in it. Um, now, I'm going to be honest, so we'll do this one now. I've watched the first two episodes of Miss Marvel, um, can't do a full review um, until literally the, the week has been out. But my first kind of general reactions are it's good. Um, it's I didn't enjoy it as much as like Moon Knight or One Division or anything like that. Um, I loved all the family stuff with um, uh, like like the whole Muslim aspect to it. I really enjoyed it. It was fresh and and I really enjoyed that whole aspect of just something something different and just. And them having like normal family beef and just sort of, you know, in terms of how everything goes on and, and arguing. And I enjoyed all that. It, I, I thought that was really good. Um, you know, special effects looked good in it. Um, yeah. It, and it's very, it's very much kind of like high school. Or so, it's very much that Spider-Man homecoming vibe to it. It's, you know, it is younger. It's got lots of like TikTok music stuff in it and, it's it's, it's going to be fun. I think it's a it's the first episodes. I'm in for the rest of it. I really enjoyed it. Very much changed who she is, like from the video game or from the comic books. But also, it is also apparently very much like the comic books. And I'm not I've read them, but they've just changed their powers around a little bit. But I'm really looking forward to watching the rest of the series. But we'll we'll talk about this one a bit more when it comes out in a couple of weeks' time on the eighth of June. And um, my full review will be going up on the seventh of June. So yeah, so that one's, it's a little bit like, why are they doing this? But also I think we're at a point now where they've got so much stuff dropping in that they don't need to kind of separate them the same way they used to. I think obviously when we start getting Bad Batch and, and What If thrown in, because we've not had the dates for those coming in, I hopefully we'll get the Bad Batch release date on Sunday um, during the panel at Star Wars Celebration. They're at a point where they actually can't keep them separate anymore. And also there's just so much. You know, when we only had the Mandalorian, you know, they had to separate things, but now they don't need to the same. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, it, it's actually been nice to to see lots of different announcements for a lot of different <laughs> products and coming, bark, bark, coming over yeah. the uh, course <laughs> of the next of the last two days, let alone the next uh, yeah. day and a half that we've still got some announcements for. Because uh, yeah, especially not even just Star Wars, but with Disney Plus, you're used to all the announcements coming in like a two hour block, and then yeah. And then that's it. Well, I think as well, I mean, it's not that move. Andor being 12, um, Obi-Wan right now, and then you've got Willow. I mean, it was a little bit of a thing like with Willow of somebody going, why is it being shown off at Star Wars Celebration? Like, well, it was a Lucasfilm presentation, so yeah. that's their way of getting around it. Um, I'm looking forward to Willow because it's a bit different. I mean, it's just, I enjoyed the film when I was a kid. Watched it recently, and it's like, yeah, why not? But that, again, that, ta that takes a spot of the fantasy realm of uh, something away, and it'll be really interesting to have something that's not Marvel and Star Wars in there. So I'm looking forward to that one. We've also got lots of movies coming up. We've also got holiday specials and whole host of bits and pieces. And obviously, as well for us internationally, we're getting other stuff. Maybe as well, you know, when we start seeing some more stuff dropping onto the US, you know, you might start seeing them being less reliant on the Marvel and Star Wars because of popping. You know, we're going to get Love Victor season three dropping in on June the fifteenth. Um, so you're getting this like, well, that's, that's a whole other thing, you know, and you're getting these, you know, maybe some other shows dropping in. I, I feel like 
they're definitely they've got so much more coming. I mean, we're going to get like Mysterious Benedict Society season two, Big Shot season two, all of that probably dropping over the fall as well. And so there's going to be you know multiple shows. High School Musical series three starts at the end of July. Um, they've been really heavy on the release dates for like July and August. You know, we've pretty much got um, like the calendar is already starting to fill out quite nicely um, on the website now with all the July and August stuff, which is which is a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind of like they realized that they do actually need to show us what the calendar is, and that is going to be the single biggest driver of people not canceling their subscriptions. So not necessarily bringing in new subscriptions, which is of course the the real thing they want. But at the same time, they also want to make sure people are not unsubscribing. And as long as you can go, all right, yeah, you're watching Obi-Wan now, but here comes Miss Marvel right down there. Yeah. And then we've got, you know, this right after that. And people can go, all right, yeah, I, I will. Yeah, I mean, they're very much, I think, getting ready for that ad tier coming in the fall where they, I mean, they were on about it during the um, upfront weekend. They're expecting 70% of their audience to move beyond the ad tier. Either getting a lot of more people that they wouldn't have done, people shifting the price point. And they've already found with Hulu that most people sign up for the ad-free version, so the ad version, and then maybe upgrade. And I think this is going to be a big thing. I mean, just literally, like a couple of hours ago, they tweeted that they're going to be doing a live stream of um, uh, a Tina concert from uh, Buenos Aires. Um, you know, we we're starting to see some stuff kind of flowing in. And um, we had some surprise releases the other week, like with Alias. And we've got Glee coming up next week in the US. It's still a little bit light. But um, they're kind of, you can tell, I still feel like they're holding back. They're holding back until um, they've got a, a proper announcement. But they're dropping some breadcrumbs just to kind of keep people happy. And they're getting people used to some things. Like we had the, yeah. the uh, Marvel Netflix shows coming over several weeks ago, which kind of broke that barrier of, yes, we can have more mature shows. Um, bringing Love, Victor over, of course, be, uh, you know, different kind of barrier that they, they want to break there but yeah i think they're, they're getting people ready yeah and the ad tier you know i, I was originally a little like uh, i don't think too many because it's only like probably gonna be a dollar or two yeah. different but the more i think about it, the more it's like it's it's a trial period for new people but it's also i only watch one or two series so i'm just going to drop it and i'll come back in three months like oh well at the lower price yeah, yeah. I can just that, that is exactly what I think is going to mm -hmm. happen with the Marvel and the Star Wars fans, with the general audience of people. Go, and if you're only watching one or two shows a week on it, the ad tier or the ad, you might put up with an ad at the beginning at the end. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot to be said. I think it's going to really pull a lot of people in. Um, but I, yeah, yeah. I, as I said, I think two or three weeks ago, I think the big decider will be how many ads there are. Mm -hmm. If if you're on the ad tier and it's as you said like four minutes per hour is what they've told us okay that's that's not terrible that's better yeah. than broadcast tv which is obviously much higher I ratio think, i think they're gonna aim i think by the looks of i mean four hours per or four minutes per hour um i think i don't think they're gonna break up movies i think it's i think they know it's where it's tv is where they make it those tv episodes they can get you can get in many more more ads between the episodes and people are binge watching the episodes. There's not going to be ads on like the preschool content, but there will be ads on the like the I think the over seven or whatever you guys class is preschool. Um, this is much younger here in the UK, but yeah, so they, they've I think they're being a bit wary. They've said there's not going to be any alcohol stuff, no political ads, 
no adverts for other streaming services the typical kind of thing that you'd expect but they're being a bit more selective which is actually apparently creating the price up for the ads because people are like oh you're being a bit selective we have to bid a bit higher they're going in carefully they don't want to be going in because hulu's got too many but um i yeah it's all going to be interesting to see how all this works together yeah you watch uh, american ads on television and you realize how many of them are for prescription drugs and alcohol and it's, it's yeah yeah it makes up a it's large always weird for me it's, it's always been weird for me whenever i'd go to the u.s and they sit down and watch TV. first off you have an extra ad break that we don't have so it was always used to and when i was much younger i uh, like 20 years ago when you'd go over they had like two extra ads they've kind of snuck an extra one in for us over here um but yeah it was almost like how many ads you had so many more and obviously we were used to the bbc where we didn't have any and then you'd be like yeah, like you know the the drugs ads and like da, 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 this might cause you to bleed bleed heavily and you know like you know, uh, what uh, we don't we know we yeah. don't have that kind of ads here. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's very strange, but they are going to be a little bit more selective on how they deal with it, which is good. And it, and if it does mean they lose a little bit of revenue, I I think they get better goodwill by not having you know little Tommy uh, having to ask what you know this weird drug is and oh mommy do i need that no you definitely don't need that and also i think as well as i think as we're moving into this next stage of the streaming wars you know the companies have all realized now look we're, we're doing ads it's a cheaper way of doing television we need it for revenue it brings in it brings in an, an other source we can't be completely reliant on on subscriptions the fact that even netflix is doing this that's a, that's the end of that's the end of it is really of um but all the other networks, they've been used to it for like 30, 40 years. And like, a, why don't we want that money? They were, you could always see the thing. You do know we make money over here on this. Why do we want to give it up it, for this? <laughs> it was always like, can we not have both? <laughs> right. Well, they've always, obviously they've always wanted both. But the question has always been, um, will customers tolerate it? Right. Yeah. And customers will not tolerate it on VOD for, uh, for a very long time. And They've been kind of slowly, you know, Warmer. frog in the cooking pot, <laughs> adding them in. Oh, no, it's just trailers at the end. It's trailers at the beginning. Obviously, most people even go, oh, they're putting trailers at the beginning. That means eventually we're getting the ads. And it, I think most people recognize that it was inevitable to happen. I, I definitely count myself in the group of like, I wish it never happened, but acknowledging that it is the, nah. the way of things. But, you know, Streaming had to become established first. We had to accept yeah. that streaming was a thing. And that's what Netflix did, of course. It, it established that, yes, streaming is a very convenient way and the internet infrastructure can can hold on to it and do it so it's not just buffering every 30 seconds, except unless you're still on dial-up or something like that. Amazon then added it and that made it more mainstream because it's just part of your Amazon Prime. And now we're finally at the point where, yes, streaming is normal. Streaming is yeah. just what people expect and now the company's coming to go ah yes time to monetize so well i think i think that's ultimately that it, you know they've worked out you know i mean you just only have to look at the the upcoming schedule for the fall on the u.s networks they all the big companies have gone yeah there are normal television channels are no longer our priority anymore um and you're just going to start sharing stuff um i mean this weekend you literally got you got top gun maverick you've got stranger things and obi-wan there's no talk of what's on television this weekend. You know, it's all dominated by um, by those. 
was did Top Gun go to Paramount Plus or is it it's on, it's, it's, right it's, on, it's on cinemas right now. Yeah. Um, okay. I was just making sure. It was more just like they they've been really pushing this whole thing about going to cinemas and all the rest of it, and it's a little bit like um, with Stranger Things. You know, there's, there's just a lot of competition there. Um, I did watch the we did watch the first episode of, of season four of the Stranger Things last night, and it was a bit like. I did turn on my wife and we went, it's like, it's going to take us like two weeks, three weeks to get through this, this drop. It's like some of the episodes are like two hours long and you're like, and like people, oh yeah, I binged it. Well, you binged it all in one day. Well, that's just not, you know, that, you, and, you're, yeah, that's a lot of television to watch along with Obi-Wan Kenobi and other stuff. Uh, everyone watches differently and uh, I can't binge, but more power to the people. I have to admit, I've actually never seen Stranger Things. So. No, it's on, honest to me. It's actually kind of one of the. It's definitely one of the top shows on Netflix. Um, if you were to get Netflix for a month, that would be like you watch Stranger Things. It's one of the best ones. But also, just highlight the problem that Netflix has with this whole binge model and why you know they spent I think something like thirty million per episode, and they've dropped like I think it was seven episodes yesterday. Got a couple more to come. And they're doing like a split mode. And it's like thinking, yeah, if you spread this out over, you could have owned June. You'd have been having discussions in the end, dropping it all at once. You know, it's basically just like you've just thrown 300 million away on a, on a weekend for television. And then next week, everyone, most people will have be moved on to something else. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't count it as thrown away considering how much buzz it is creating for that one week yeah. and the number of people watching it. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. And and I, I do agree with that. The... The water cooler mentality um, counts for a lot because not only does you know it increase hype. You and I were going back and forth on Obi Wan. We're loving it, and it increases yeah. our hype for the next week. But it also means coworker over here or whoever's you know kind of in the kitchen or whatever. They're going, oh, Obi Wan's out. Hmm, I should check that out. Or Stranger Things, or you know, uh, Star Trek, Strange New World, whatever people yeah. are talking about. Having the weekly drop continues the buzz every single week whereas as you said stranger things i people will be talking about it for quite some time especially as the second half of season four yeah. uh gets closer but it, it it's very much a spike calm spike calm yeah. versus kind of a it might not be the same spike for obi-wan or mandalorian but it's a much more consistent people mm -hmm. talking about it definitely weird how it works because obviously with it being memorial weekend in the u.s normally for us this weekend it would be um the uh i think it's the whitson's bank holiday weekend but for us they've removed the bank holiday on monday they've shifted it to thursday and friday now because we've got the queen's jubilee next week for four weeks for four days um so we got a whole load of stuff for that one and obviously the uk we've got the we got um pistol to watch obviously i talked about that on last week's show but yeah so that's the big show for disney plus for the for the jubilee which i don't think they've really been i don't think they've really been utilizing the advertising for because i think that's like you guys really should have like you know the whole god save the queen that's the main song with the jubilee you know hopefully there's some big marketing campaign next week get trying to get people to watch it for that but um yeah so that one's that one should be a lot of fun but yeah i think just as a whole the whole binge drop we are seeing it a lot more on on disney plus here in the uk of them starting to drop whole seasons of stuff like under the banner of heaven is coming in july you know we're getting atlanta season the latest season all in one go it's almost like they're holding things back in but we're at a point where they can drop a, a show a week netflix style because they've got that many shows you know with all these fx and abc and shows you know they've, they're almost like oh we, they're 
They're doing it more over here now, holding things back and then dropping the whole lot at once and doing all the PR about one week. Um, so you can see them all like moving and testing stuff out a bit. And that is, of course, the flip side to the argument. You know, for a major show, Obi-Wan, Stranger Things, etc., it helps to have the weekly drop. But if you're not talking about a major show, something that's going to create buzz every week, you might as well just put it all in all at once, get as much talk about it as you can in that moment, and then uh, let the next big thing take the spot. So huge title, you know, draw it out, keep the subscriptions going for month to month. But yeah, uh, which isn't to say like Under the Banner of Heaven or or those shows are, are small by any stretch, but they're not on the same level as the other ones are. And also the international thing, because Under the Banner of Heaven is coming out weekly here. But by the time you get it, the series will have been done. So making you sit through it week to week when the whole series is already, it just doesn't make sense. You are muted. It's yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely very strange of how all of that works and stuff. Um, but yeah, let's look, jump down to some other stuff. It was also confirmed that Zombies Free is going to be shifting over to a Disney Plus kind of original on July the 15th. We'll be getting it there. It's then going to be coming out in August on Disney Channel with extra scenes. And then that'll be, a. it's like, yeah, we know we need to move them over to Disney Channel, but we're not, we don't want to forget you guys over there. But really, we, we have. <laughs> I was just like, you can see the shift now of going, not, it's like, why not just do day and date and do it? It's like, no, because we need it on the, it's bigger on Disney Plus than it is on Disney Channel. And it's like, this is the first, you know, we've been seeing it in the last couple of movies where they've been like dual releasing. Now it's like, yeah, no, we need these on Disney Plus. We don't need them on Disney Channel. Yeah. It, I know there's still a lot of people who are watching uh, the linear linear cable packages, which would include... <laughs> not looking at the Disney ratings, Plus. it isn't. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in it, there are still people who stick to it, though. Yeah. And they can't just let that audience go. Plus, yeah. also, they still get ads on television, whereas yes. the ad tier is not yet on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so that's a revenue stream that they need. But yes, the numbers have definitely tilted on the side of now putting it on on Disney Plus makes more sense to get it in front of as many people as possible. Well, just to kind of give you guys a hint of why this has happened. Okay, so let's go back to let's go back to two thousand and say two thousand and seventeen. So we've got about five years. So Descendants Two was five point three million. Um, people watched it on the Disney channel, yeah, yeah, on own because linear was only anyway. So you had like uh, Zombies One was two point six million, uh, Freaky Friday was one point six, and then Descendants Three was four point six million. Right, let's skip now into the Disney Plus era. Zombies Two uh, was two point five million. Since then, Upside Down Magic was one point three, and then this is the real one in twenty twenty one. Spin was point five million. Under wraps, 0.4 million, and Christmas again, 0.5 million. The number, literally, I mean, you're talking a massive, massive drop in numbers for television viewership of those. Of, I mean, obviously, yeah, linear has gone down all over the place. It's not, you know, we see this on everything. But, you know, Disney Channel original movies, you used to get anything between. Three and five million. You know, you get the odd outlier where they would do something cr crazy, like High School Musical Two was like seventeen million, or High uh, Wizards of Waverly Place was eleven million. But generally, most of them fit between like 
three to seven million. And then the last the last four movies have just not not one of them. You know, they're all just because the, the kids have shifted to streaming. They, you know, yeah, they still got to have. And I still believe, and I'll be honest, I still believe that Disney should be putting these um, Disney Ch Disney Plus movies on the Disney Channel. You might as well show them. You might as well get some. You know, put them on as a special broadcast. You know, put Sneakerella on there one, you know, over Christmas, or you know, put. I still believe that they should be doing this, and I think we are going to see more of this moving forward. But you can see now that with with the decoms, they're going. Yeah, they're worth more as a Disney Plus movie than they are as a Disney Channel movie. I would be interested in seeing the video on demand numbers though yeah. across with the linear numbers. Um, uh, for those of you not following, you know, uh, television terminology, video on demand is the uh, ability to watch it through your television box, just not when it came out. So it's not Disney Plus, it's not linear, it's kind of in between. And those numbers normally are not grouped in with the linear numbers. And I actually think that those numbers Ooh. might push a couple of those over the million count, yeah. which is still still lower than it used to be, but it's nothing to sneeze at either. No, I think we're definitely going to see... Um, you know, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen it in everything. All TV shows, uh, the linear networks have been dropping. But I think the movie of Zombies definitely says to me that, like, yeah, they've they've seen they've they've, they've not wait unless this is the the next test to go. And okay, if this one does it, then then we know what what we're doing from now on. But yeah, so that's that's kind of I think that's pretty much most of the news. Um, let's jump into some reviews now. So before we do that, let's do some quick bit of housekeeping. Thank you very much to all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for your support. Thank you very much to Sarah for uh, the executive level. We've also got Andrew Elliott, Jacob Caleb, Red Marsman. We've also got Aero G, Chris, Cody, Darren, Darren. We've also got The Juice, Lauren, and Paul. And then over on the YouTube's a big hello and thank you to Adam. We've also got Raphael, Dana, Ricky Wright. We've also got Dave, Ahmad. We've got My VCR Still Works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah, thank you for all of your support. And that all helps kind of keeping everything moving along um, and sort of paying for. Plan is to do a live stream on Sunday night. Long if my voice can hold out. Go by the podcast, I'm all right. But um, it was a little bit like if this podcast, if I got to the end of it and I was starting to sound like um, it's Piggy or Kermit, then that was going to be the, the case of a pre recorded one. But yeah, it looks like we're going to be good. So I'll be back to live after the last two weeks of pre recorded. So let's talk about some stuff that we've been watching. Um, We'll do um, Kenobi last. Um, Want to bring up the Valet, which dropped onto Disney Plus internationally last week. Dropped onto Hulu as well. Did you have a chance to watch that one, James? I actually forgot it came out. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I watched it on Monday because obviously because I was away. I, I literally didn't watch television for an entire week. Didn't watch a single thing, um, and it was great. It was. It's kind of that thing now of like, and I never thought I'd ever get to that point. Of like, I'm on holiday and I need a break from television. I mean, that's, um, other than when I used to go, you know, uh, go backpacking and do some camping and stuff, where it was, it was actually online, no, I need actually a break from watching, like, TV and having to concentrate on it. Um, but yeah, The Valet, um, nice, easygoing, like, comedy, pretty, you, seen, you know where it's going to be going. Basically, there's this Hollywood star, she's having a, an affair, she bumps into The Valet while driving and sets up this whole thing with being um, paparazzied. And they kind of hoodwink him into being in a relationship with her to so he can that the boyfriend can get out of the divorce and get some money and stuff. As you'd expect, things move along and um they become friends. And 
you know, it's kind of frees them both as they learn learn to kind of live with. I think it just opens their eyes to to other world. Um, it's fun. It's easygoing. Nothing that bad in it. It's it's that kind of thing of like going, okay, other than one scene, I can't see why this wasn't put on Disney Plus. But generally, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. Maybe it's on Hulu instead of Disney Plus just for contract reasons. I mean, we're kind of getting to the point now where the lines have blurred enough that they could put either put anything onto either one within reason. Like we're not going to see American horror story on the American uh Disney Plus anytime soon. But you know, the lines are blurred. So I can only speculate that that there's probably just a contract reason, or they just want to make sure that like, no, we haven't forgotten about Hulu. We're not we're not ditching very Hulu. much, very much look like there's one scene in it which I could see why maybe they chicken out, but it's actually a Lionsgate movie. Um, they must have hmm. purchased it. Um, but no, I, I thought it was fun. It's definitely worth watching. Um, so that was good. We also had a new film yesterday dropped called We Feed People. Um, all about um, a chef. Um, who, I'm going to be honest, Jose Andres. He's a celebrity chef I'd never heard of because this is one of those weird things with celebrity chefs. We have hundreds of them here in the UK. Um... You probably only know like Gordon Ramsay. Um, in America, you all have them, but they don't seem to translate over the ponds. They kind of—I think I don't know if it's just that there's that many of them in every country that we don't—they don't need to cross. They don't need to cross over so much because um, there's hardly any American like they don't come over here doing the TV shows. It's like it's almost like the TV networks because yeah, well we can get cheaper. We've got so many here, we don't need them. I would also say there's probably a style dif difference because. Um... A lot of the ones that I've seen over on on your side, uh, maybe not the celebrity ones, but just the general cooking shows are, are much more sedate and much more about the food. Yeah. Whereas the a lot of the shows over here are much more about the actual chefs themselves and creating that artificial reality TV drama and like, oh, we we turned off this person's oven halfway. It's like that's not. That, that's not what I want to watch. I want to see the food. But yeah, I, I think yeah. I think there's a, a very big tonal difference. And, and obviously that's not to say that there aren't kind of Zen cooking shows on our side and you have a couple of those like crazy kitchen nightmare kind of ones over there. Yeah. But I think the general feel of cooking shows is is very different. Yeah. Heck, not even just between America and England, but just like every country has their own style of yeah. doing it. So this was the thing we like with this one because I didn't know who this guy was. Luckily, at the beginning of the movie, they did kind of do an introduction to who he was. He had like a TV show. He's had some some um, like restaurants, and he ended up kind of getting called in to help out while he was on vacation. And he kind of just fell into this thing of like helping people need food. But he ran through money. There was a little bit of exp you know, people going, "Well, are you doing this to make you know money out of it?" I'm trying to get money from Firma and stuff. And he's a very passionate person. Lots of it, um, and he's just basically built up this charity. That it goes in when there's massive storms, when there's been hurricanes and stuff like that, and basically just feeds people. And just obviously they need money for you know because trying to feed tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands people a day needs money. You can see it like the toll it take has taken on him throughout this whole film, of especially with his family. And he kind of gets to the end of it like you know he's been back you know during COVID he was like helping out like feeding people on cruise ships and then they're going hold on a minute. Cruise, why are you feeding cruise? The cruise company should be should be doing this. And, you know, 
hopefully they are paying for this because it's like they're all paying customers and they should that was a little bit like why are you helping out the cruise the, the cruise companies should be able to get sort this out themselves you know i was on a cruise ship last week you know there's plenty of food and chefs and stuff on board they should be able to, that was annoying but um you can see the passion for it and like you know what he has to go through and also the issues that he has um you can see how his relationship with people can be a little bit he, he think i mean there's this one scene where he has a go at a member of staff because they he turns around and offers somebody a sandwich, and he literally then has to apologize to him, apologize to the woman that he get, that they gave the sandwich with because she went nuts on him uh, because it's like why are you having a go at him helping me with a sandwich, and he was just like you could see it from his point of view. Look, if we give out one sandwich and we get thousands of people running across here, we're gonna be we're in trouble. We cannot give out food until we're ready. I could see it from both sides. I did actually get where he was coming from because that could have escalated um, into a major problem. But you could see that thing about how far he's pushed and he's, you know, and he even himself called himself grumpy because of how it does it all. But I thought it was fascinating. I really enjoyed this documentary. Again, National Geographic films are just, they just hit. They just hit. And I also, maybe having run a, you know, I, I worked in a kitchen for 20 plus years do it and it's that kind of thing and i love the fact that you just took it back to basics we're going to cook what, a couple of meals good stuff good quality it wasn't about being you know he, he he threw out the idea of what he was going in to cook for them what do they eat in the country what do they want to eat and we'll just make massive amounts of that give them sandwiches give them fruit you know he's not there trying to give them delicate you know like here's this no it's like no we're just trying to feed people and i i i thought this was a fantastic documentary no, this this was very, very good. Um, I went into it originally. I don't know him at all either. He was brand new to me. But it's kind of going into it. Oh, this is just going to be like a little back patty look at all the good that I kind of do. And it was not that. I mean, it does delve into that occasionally. Yeah. We're just like, yes, look at all the good that we've done. But for the most part, I think it's very eye-opening about a situation that most people don't think about. You know, uh, there's a lot more to disasters than getting people back into their homes, getting the power back on, getting the water, uh, depending on what kind of disaster it is to what kind of cleanup has to be done. It's like, yeah, you've got a whole bunch of displaced people who need to be fed. And, you know, food is such an integral part of our life, not just to live, but, you know, communal and, and so yeah. on that having this experience or, or someone who can come in and do this is very, very important because otherwise, you know, it's going to be the the National Guard coming in and they're going to be handing out expired, you know, uh, MREs yeah. and things like that. And, you know, like you said, he's cooking very simple meals, but by necessity, you know, but even just having a little bit of regular food is such a huge difference over here's your granola bar, here's your granola bar, here's your granola bar. And it really does a good job of showing, you know, what he is doing for these people and yeah there there are those moments where you know the sandwich to the lady i have to admit i came down more on his side than on hers because i i totally get the perspective of uh especially so because in movies it's often shown with the no you, you help the individual but i'm like no in this case you have to help the group and you have to do what's best for the group otherwise you know people get trampled to death I, and i mean that literally people yeah. will get trampled to death trying to get at the food because you you break the lines and yeah you go out of order and and yes on an individual level like no it, there's no harm in giving the woman the food but then you're like you could do a lot of harm yeah by by doing this especially if a lot of people see you do it and then you don't do it for everybody else yeah that yeah. that's how people get hurt even killed yeah. 
I love the fact as well, like when he was with a boy on his bike and just going around and the kids just like going, well, I know some people there that need food and they need some, I know that was, I thought that was, just... mm-hmm. but I also love the fact that they, they, they showed the fact that his, is the issue with his kids and his, and his parents or his parents, with his wife, the fact of them bringing up about the fact that he got called out for, you know, is he making money from this from, and I thought that was good at how they sort of showed that and they're going, well, I'm actually like losing my... And it's like going, look, if he was doing this for money, he's he's gone in the is he in the wrong he's you know, he's in the wrong business for that. Well, it's like yeah. Well, he'd be going about it the wrong way anyway. Because yeah. there there are charities that do make a lot of money with CEOs that make a lot yeah. of money, but this is not him. This no. is not you can tell, at least in the beginning, and then I'd say even more still on into the modern day, although probably less so because he's been ground yeah. down a bit, but he's doing it because he wants to help people. He does mm. not want to be the CEO of like a five-star uh, charity organization pulling in an eight-figure you know yeah. uh, bonus every single year. Now he he wants people to have food, and he he genuinely seems to care about the people and make sure that they are fed and taken mm. care of. Yeah, just a really good documentary. I would really recommend it. Um, this just for me again is that continuous thing of National Geographic documentary films. I I think. Every single one that we've had in the last like two years, um, they all just feel like they're just like they're all just really good. I've just been really enjoying them, and I don't. It was it was a real shame because I was a bit like yesterday. It came out and like, um, um, there is this other thing out, you know, and it's like even I was there going, I wish there was some more publicity because it got swallowed up with everything else. Like guys, it's like I feel like Disney should have released this last week. Should have given this its own doing it with Obi-Wan Kenobi and it just yeah. got drowned out absolutely. And with celebration and stranger things, it this just got lost. And I mean, it was never going to get a lot of attention, but this was just like I mean, you can barely even see it on the Disney Plus homepage because it's that buried. Yeah, no, it's like the third or fourth banner in the top scroll for me, you know, at the you yeah. know, Obi-Wan and Willow the movie is coming on this date, and Willie the show is going, oh yeah, and we've got we feed people over here i think if they had dropped it on wednesday actually it would have done pretty well because people have been logging into disney thinking that obi-wan was going to drop on wednesday because that's now the current release and they're like yeah oh obi-wan's but oh what's this we feed people and that might have gotten it a little bit of a boost dropping it on the exact same day as obi-wan was basically throwing it out there to be buried uh under the piles yeah it's just not um just not um yeah it's just bad one Okay, so let's now um, let's shift over to Obi Wan Kenobi. So we had the first two episodes. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll, we'll be doing spoilers, but it's obviously it's been out by now. What did you think of those first two episodes? They were very good. Uh, they 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 weren't what I was expecting. Uh, no. It definitely went in dire- directions I was not expecting it to go in, but in a good way. Not like, no, no, I really wanted this. It's like, oh, all right, you've, you've got my attention. Let's see where you're going with this and yeah. what comes next. I really enjoyed it. This was like, wow, this it's like, this is a different, this is, I think after all of Mandalorian, it was really nice just to kind of freshen it up a little bit, moving away from that. There's, now I'm going to say this from word go. There's one thing about this series, which I do not like. Could they not find a girl that could run? <laughs> she, she looked like she was running in slow motion. Um, that's my only, especially when she was being kidnapped. Um, that's my, that, literally, that is my only complaint. Um, she was a bit whiny for the thing, but generally it was just her running was my one problem. Well, was not expecting the whole layer aspect to it. I wasn't expecting that whole sub, 
plot coming into it. And I think that actually was smart to get away from Tatooine. We'd have been on Tatooine. We don't want any dust. We we need another city. So it was kind of I wasn't expecting the Leia thing. No, and I agree. It was a good choice, you know, because the whole idea is Luke is hidden. No one knows who Luke is. Yeah. He's just some random farm boy, and it would not make sense for the Inquisitors or Darth Vader to be like, oh, yes, we've got this kid on Tatooine that we're going to... Yeah, the, it wouldn't make sense, uh, which has not stopped Disney before, but that's not the yeah. point. Um, having it be Leia, who is a high-profile person on Alderaan, she's mm -hmm. in line to become the queen, she's in line to be become a senator, etc. Having her kidnapped makes sense, uh, and drawing Obi-Wan out of hiding by going after her makes sense. Yeah. I thought that was, is, I just, there was something about him. He, he was, he, the fact that it was not Obi-Wan Kenobi from the third movie, he is now more in line. You know, they, they were doing lots of little tricks and stuff to try and make him look like Alec Guinness and act like him. But the whole thing of him going, look, he's, he's not that he's defeated. He's, he's beaten. He just wants to hide. He just wants to stay low. He's there to look after Luke. And that's all he's there for. And I liked how they just played on that and just didn't really, you know, like even when that woman had her hand cut off, he, st he stood back. He fought with his, his motion because we'd already seen it with the other kid that couldn't do it. Um, I was half expecting that to be Cal from um, Jedi Fallen Order. But yeah. um, and of course, they've announced the second game is coming next year. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, just, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, well, the whole thing, the, the difference between him and that other little Jedi wannabe Padawan uh, turned Jedi was, of course, that Obi-Wan does have a mission, yeah. which the kid does not. And the kid is trying to find his way. And he's trying to become safe. And Obi-Wan, not just, you know, beaten down by the galaxy, but he also has to go with, my job is to protect Luke. Luke is... Lost. Yeah, Luke <laughs> is potentially the savior or or even just, like, I need to protect my best friend's son yeah. uh, kind of story. And... And so you can you can see both of that, whereas the other Jedi kid is just like, I've been on the run, uh, it's really, really hard, and I've got Inquisitors at me, and well, now, now I'm going to be dead, but, you know, there's that. Mm. I will say, speaking of Jedi, though, I really liked the fake Jedi. Uh, yeah. He, he was so very cool. entertaining. Yeah. And he's still that kind of thing, like, is he good? Is he bad? Does he help me, but does he not? Because there's that kind of thing, of like, you know, he, he did a few things, and they're like, was he going to turn on him? Is he going to turn on him? Is he setting up a trap? Was he not setting up a trap? I but he's he's really cool. Um, is it Kumar? Um, yeah, 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 from Eternals among other things. Yeah, and Stuber and stuff. I really like him. I thought he was fantastic and definitely a highlight. Um, we also had the Inquisitors, which were a, a weird group because obviously we're used to seeing him in real. We've got the, obviously the thing going on with um, the Grand Inquisitor because I'm not. While it made it look like she killed him i don't think he's dead because he's gonna have to come up in rebels unless they just replace him with another grand inquisitor it's kind of a bit ambiguous at the moment um him being dead would at least explain the huge transition in appearance between yeah. there and rebels it's like oh no we we fooled you this is actually a different grand inquisitor and uh now now jason isaac's character takes over instead it would explain because i i Certainly was like, this is not the Grand Inquisitor that I know. And it, it would be one way of doing that. On the other hand, the the canon does seem to suggest that the Grand Inquisitor we know from the Rebels was the leader from the beginning. Uh, yeah. that That's brought up in the comics. Uh, 
So we'll see where they're going with that. I certainly did not expect her to stab him, though. That was uh, that was an unexpected scene. Was, Re was it Reva? Reva? I think is that her name, Reva? Uh, I mean, Reva, yeah. Reva I think, is her yeah. name, but, or yeah. third sister is what they yeah. call I really liked her. She's very, a bit one-dimensional in some ways, because I, I have a feeling she was a former Padawan and is kind of angry. Uh, that was kind of my, just my gist of where they're going. Uh, she's really angry with, or, or really angry with him. Oh, uh, that's not even the gist. That That is generally yeah. the thing almost all of the inquisitors were former jedi um yeah. that that group of padawans that we saw at the beginning you know they even got the same helmet as like yeah. the the brother had and so on uh almost all of the inquisitors are are disgruntled ex-jedi that, that's yeah. that is their origin story in general so she was definitely a padawan we'll see you know if there's something important connected there or just yeah you know, she was a jedi and now she's really angry so she's an inquisitor uh but this is the advantage of it being a series. Hopefully they will take advantage of that to flesh her out. I do agree she was uh, a, a bit one-dimensional at this point. I will also say um, the whole parkour sequence with her, not – I can't even say that. I was going to say it's, not it's as bad as the parkour. It's unnecessary. It's unnecessary, it, but it's not even it, It's not even that it's unnecessary. It's not done well. It. You can you can practically see the wires. You can see that it's a set. What uh, what I didn't get was like she like she blasted down this bridge. Mm -hmm. She jumped on the river and then did that. Was like well, you did, you just gonna run into the bridge? Yeah, I just what, didn't what, make any. Yeah, it, I, I it, understand. I could understand jumping over one or two things to get to where she's going. I get that, and you make it look a little bit cooler. Bark. I, I I understand the that you why you might put in one or two little jumps just to. Shows she's flexible and shows she's at full speed and and she's fat. I get, I totally understand that, but it I just knock it off with this stuff. Um, it just looks totally just stupid. In when you got a load of it happening at once, just especially after Book of Boba Fett, we had that whole scene in it as well where we didn't need it. Uh, the the parkour scene in Boba Fett was one of the first signs to me that was like, oh, this is this is not going to be great. I do not have the same feeling here. The, this no. was just. It was just an unnecessary sequence and not even done well. And I was watching that and was just like, just just stop. You don't need this in the sequence. It's already tense enough and we don't need her running around doing like side flips off of walls unnecessarily. She could have just, you could just Jump. step down. You don't have to do this walking on the wall run around. Um, yeah. To be fair, I will grant Jedi and Sith do tend to do lots of random flips and stuff for no apparent reason. <laughs> it's always it that, like, just, yeah, it's always like that Black Widow drop, isn't it? You know? like, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. But it was just very much more noticeable here, and nobody else was doing it. Yeah. So it, it was that much more like, what are you doing? That having said that, in terms of like pacing of the first two episodes, that's the only sequence in the first two episodes where I was going maybe rethink this one the rest of it was almost perfect I, they, I really, there were no other yeah. scenes i really enjoyed it this was such a great double start to go i mean it's, it's great we've only got to wait to wednesday for another episode um i still think they should have done it on fridays and left miss marvel with the wednesdays in june but that's my especially having seen the first two ones and i'm like you need to watch miss marvel because it's really good um but yeah so just just this Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's just fantastic. It's just such a great, 
great two episodes to kick it off. Um, my, it's like even like the complaints of it's like this isn't it's like you know you're nitpicking at this point you know you'd like um, yeah. It, yeah to me I'm like this is the this is the I don't know I would almost say this was back to when like Mandalorian season one of like oh this feels like Star Wars it ha you know we had the Empire you know we in there we've got you know stormtroopers we've got mixovers with like over it just. I haven't had that feeling for a while because Boba Fett never gave that to me. Amanda season two kind of did, it's, but it, went, it was pushing it a little bit further. Whereas this felt like somewhere safe, somewhere like where we where we're used to. Like Mando season one felt like this is an important story, but it's not directly connected to the overall story, other than Baby Yoda showing up. It, it's a side story with stormtroopers in the empire and this character that you don't know and then season two of course brings in luke and ahsoka which mind you not complaining about uh and uh, it was great to see them and uh and they did it really well unlike in say bad batch where it was just like these aren't the show is bad batch but the, it's really about the other characters and uh, but yeah mando season two was definitely drifting more into the well we're back to the movies this one, Obi-Wan, definitely has that same feeling of this is an important story, but it is not the important story of what's going on. Also, I uh, jumping back for a moment, I, I do have a second scene complaint, but you already mentioned it, which was the kidnapping scene. The You mentioned Leia's running, which, yes, also true. But the kidnappers were like home alone level idiots in that sequence. This is like, you couldn't have done better than that yeah you're 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 muted again the thing for me was um i've seen flea turn up and it's just being like back to the future vibes and just like okay it just it, like you say if like you can see him watching you didn't know who it was and then go and on one hand i like i like how they've set it up for uh, to get kenobi to leave but there's also that kind of weird thing of like because obviously uh, Reva doesn't know that there's a connection. It's just randomized that, like, well, he used to be friends with him. Maybe he'll chase after the the kid kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so I I get where they were going from it, but it's like okay, there's a bit of we know that's because we know the kid. And then there's a whole thing as well of like him finding out that um, Anakin didn't die. That was like, did you not? Did you? It's like that was a weird one for me. Yeah, because it's like wait, uh, on the one hand. I get that he he might not know that Darth Vader is Anakin, um, yeah, because you know he wasn't there for the creation of Vader, and as far as he knows, Anakin died in the pool. Yeah. But the sequence starts with like, you know who's after you, Darth Vader, and he's like, and it almost felt like there was a moment like, who's Darth Vader? And like, no, no, there is no way Obi Wan has never heard of Darth Vader. No. It's been ten years, and he is like the most infamous person in the galaxy. You know, he might not know he's Anakin. And that's the revelation. But she doesn't actually say that. You know, she's like, Darth Vader. And like, yeah, Darth Vader, the guy who kills a whole bunch of Jedi. Of course, Obi-Wan knows who that is. Mm -hmm. So that it was more the phrasing than the actual sequence itself. It was like, where's the revelation? Um, and there was another thing I really liked. It began with, previously on Star Wars. I was like, what? What was that? Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, like, was, it was like episode one, two, and three, just previously on. You know, just like... 
like that's when a series can pull in from that kind of thing and goes, oh, previously on Star Wars, it was like, okay, that's kind of a new way of doing it, but you need to, we need to start doing it with Marvel and stuff, movies and stuff, I think in general, just to like, kind of get people up to speed. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great, great way to kick off the season. Um, instantly just like shot up the ranks in terms of like decent Disney Plus shows. Um, and the buzz has generally been very positive other than Leia seems to be the kind of the one like because she was really annoying and not only that how she was acting when she was trying you know when she's running away from Kenobi and just like picking stuff up and just generally just not listening to anybody um which uh, it's kind of like well she's a kid you know it you know it does kind of but you know even she should have like worked out like she was in some kind of danger and this guy's helping me I yeah, it, it is in line with the character as she's been written both in the previous continuity yeah. and the current continuity. She's always been headstrong. She's always been, um, I'm not going to take orders from anybody and, and I will be the leader. I, I will give orders to everybody. Um, that said, she is a child actress. Uh, finding a good child actor at that age is exceptionally hard. So I am willing to give them a little bit of leniency on that. But I definitely noticed like, getting a little bit of jake lloyd vibes here not to rag on jake lloyd uh he's yeah. certainly dealt with kind enough of, yeah. but there is definitely that um but I'm also know, it's, a, it's a child <laughs> i'm also wondering if we're going to see a lot more of Andron, of which could be really interesting because we've never it got blew up so we've never been there you mm -hmm. know it's our first time on the planet and it'd be kind of it's kind of weird watching it and going going you're all going to get blown up yeah that's kind it, of that has been the specter that's held over any story that takes place on Alderaan. Even like in Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic MMO, it's like half the game takes place on Alderaan. Like, yeah, I know how this story ends, even if it's literally 4,000 years from now. Yeah. But no, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm really looking forward. This is going to be, it's just like, wow. It's like, yeah, we've got a real solid lineup um, of some great stuff coming up. Yeah. It, I, I do want to call out one particular scene that I, I enjoyed quite a bit. It's a very small one where Obi-Wan is first showing up on that planet and you have um, a clone trooper just just sitting there doing something that I think a lot of people are familiar with, the, the old war vets yeah. sitting by the gun. Hey, can you spare anything? And Obi-Wan, yeah. of course, does because he's got fond memories of, of the clone troopers. And then you have the stormtroopers walk by as like the contrast between them. It was a really good small sequence probably not important to the story as a whole but it it was a nice little take a breath and build the world moment i uh, also liked like him being when he was like the, the butcher and obviously he's, he's, i don't know if he's stealing some meat for his animal which i which is a bit like i like and they kept and they kept doing it but also more importantly the fact that he held his tongue and he just stood back when challenged and that continually being that thing of you know, because you know, the Inquisitors brought it up, they can't help themselves, and you know they they will fall into the trap because they allow themselves to fall into the trap. Um, which and I thought, <laughs> yeah, and he does, and he ultimately does. And there's a little bit like you've just landed on a planet, and you found her in like I was expecting a little bit more of this of a hunt um, to get caught. I was a bit like you could drop me in a city, and it's going to take me like. You took like less time to find her than like me finding the car park machine when I get to a vendor. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, wow, uh, you really like really speed. I know they could have, I mean, they probably didn't need to because we could have worked, 
Like we could have maybe spread that into episode three a little bit and like have him hunting down a little bit more. I guess they decided that the the point is not the hunt. You know, yeah. the point is getting them together and them having an adventure and her him saving her and and so on. Um, that said, yeah, I've definitely lost my car in the Disney World parking lot for longer than it took him to find <laughs> Leia. Uh, they did seem to imply, you know, that the the fake Jedi new things you know he yeah. he he did have connections and he can he he knows where everything is you can also just kind of wave it away as you know obi-wan he knows what he's doing this is literally yeah. what he did through like the entire clone wars was finding people uh so you know just like taken uh you yeah. know yeah i've got a specific set of skills things kind of looking if, looking if forward he doesn't to seeing turn up, i will be very surprised if he does not they, turn oh up. they they have hammered that one so much. I mean, it was even one of the critical points in yeah. the um, previously on Star Wars was that I will teach you a way to commune with with Qui Gon, and it's like, yeah, he's. He, but they've also very carefully established that um, Obi Wan's connection to the Force right now is very, very weak. You know, yeah. things that he could do very easily in the Clone Wars, he had to really struggle to catch Leia in that yeah. one scene. Um, and obviously, I think the next several episodes will be him reconnecting with the force and and getting if not up to his former power at it's least almost that kind of thing isn't it of like when he because after after he'd awoken it, that connection with anakin kind of the whole kind of like do they know each other they're the, it's almost like kylo and ren kind of moment where they uh ray moment where they like connect saw each other kind of thing yeah it, it he had cut himself off from the force he was no longer there and now he is reconnected to it. And that, that is what I presume caused uh, Vader to have that final moment at the end of season yeah. uh, episode two. Um, and then yes, him reconnecting with the force will more than likely result in at the end of the show, maybe Qui-Gon briefly showing up or maybe more. He could actually come in and, and offer wisdom the way Obi-Wan did to yeah. Luke in empire and return of the Jedi. Yeah, so I'm I'm just really seeing where this one goes. It's like we've got four episodes, that three hours. This is gonna be a great. This feels like proper Star Wars again, of just like, you know, and I loving them the mix between. I'm loving that they are really like filling in that gap between, and Rogue One's really gonna the new Andor series of like filling in that world of the you know we see it when there's a little clip of Andor where stormtroopers are coming in on. Like the uh, the old like gunships, you know, and I'm liking the like them the, them blending it, so it's not quite such a left and right. You know, just like, and I like that whole aspect. And I mean, Bad Batch was doing it too. That's one of the that was one of the big things that we really did like about Bad Batch was showing this transition from yeah. uh, clone trooper to stormtrooper, Republic to Empire. Might have been happening a little bit fast in that show where it was literally like, "Yep, Republic's gone. Here's the Empire." I was like, uh, you don't do that transition in a month, no, but I am month, glad that yeah. Disney is showing that transition, showing the changeover, because it is actually pretty important if you're going to continue to do extended yeah. universe stories like this. Yeah, and I think they've definitely, they've, they they spoke at Celebration already about television has really reopened them up. It's almost like Lucasfilm have kind of gone, oh, we can do stuff that we liked, but we could never, it's almost like the, the I wouldn't say that the pressure is off because it's not a movie. They they've got a, it's like they can do stuff a little bit different. But yeah, uh, Ken, uh, Kenobi, great series. Can't wait to see what happens with that one. Right. So that's pretty much going to be this week's show. There was another topic that we were going to do, but we, that one's going to take too long. So we'll do that one next week where we run through everything that's coming up in June. 
because we've been almost um, a, a double episode of news and just so much out of Star Wars celebration. So next week we will be talking about Hollywood Stargirl. We'll also be talking about the new episode of Kenobi. And yeah, that's going to be the, the main bit. Plus we'll be looking at what's coming up in June on Disney+. Plus. On that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us and we'll be back soon. Later. Later. And may the force be with you. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.